Well, the key thing that a lot of people who aren't in the military don't realize is that you get a very generous pension if you stay for 20 years. That's worth about 50% of your base pay for the rest of your life. Hello, and welcome to Rich is Not a Four-Letter Word, the podcast for your wallet. I'm Jerry Willis with the Fox Business Network. Today, we have a special gift to our men and women in uniform, some excellent advice on what to do if you're facing that all-important decision of which retirement system you should use, the one that's been in place for decades, or a new blended plan that combines pension and matching. All right, it's a big decision. And to get started, I'm going to talk with Lisa Gerstner. She's actually making this decision right now with her husband, who's in the Air Force in New Mexico. Lisa, hi. What's what's it like facing this decision? This could affect the rest of your life. Right. It it is a a big decision. And um, I think one of the toughest parts about it is the uncertainty of what's ahead. Um, you know, my husband is an active duty Air Force. He's a pilot and a major. Um, so so we do have the option if he can stick it out for 20 years, uh, we would get that full pension of 50 percent. Um, and, and the quickest and kind of most certain way to do that would be to stay active duty. But but it's tough. You know, we would have to be in the Air Force for eight more years active duty, um, at least to make sure that we would get that full pension. Um, and, and there's a lot of factors there. You know, if, if we stay for that long, he would probably have to move with greater frequency, possibly as much as every one to two years, which that's really a lot. Um, we've already been moving every three to four years at this point. Um, he'd wow. Probably so take- this affects like every part of your life. This right, isn't just right. about your retirement. This has rolling uh, effects. Do you have kids? No, we don't have kids. But if, if we do have some in the next few years, that's a whole other factor to consider. You know, do we want to be moving that much? Um, he would probably have to deploy more. He'd probably have a year long tour somewhere, possibly overseas. Um, these are all things you have to think about when you think about staying active duty in the Air Force. And it's just a lot of hours. You know, he works a lot right now. It's probably only going to get more intense if he stays as an officer in the Air Force. And it's not so, just the officer in the Air Force who's, uh, you know, doing it. I mean, it's the military spouse. It's you also, yeah. who has to deal with, uh, you know, the effects of having a spouse in the military, trying to figure out what that means and how you manage your retirement, how you manage all of your money. Uh, do you feel like you get enough help from the military? Could you use more? Are you satisfied with the options that are in front of you? I think they do try to help. I know um, my husband last year when we were thinking about this sent me this huge website and slideshow that they had sent. So I think they have been talking to them about it, you know, trying to give them the, the options and the pros and cons. Um, personally, I don't get a lot of it myself, uh, but I think what he's getting on the base has been helpful for him. Our Lisa Stanti, we're going to bring in an expert. Before I let you go, though, here for a couple of minutes, I do want to say thank you uh, t- for, for your husband's service. We are always so thankful uh, here at Fox uh, for the contributions that our military uh, service members make. Kim, I'm going to bring you in now. Uh, Kim is a Kiplinger columnist and author, and here's the book. You need to know the name of this. Kiplinger's Field Manual, A Personal Finance Guide for Military Families. Okay, Kim, you've been studying this issue, how to make this decision. Walk us through the triage of decisions, the, the questions you ask yourself to make the right decision here about what plan to go with. Well, the key thing that a lot of people who aren't in the military don't realize is that you get a very generous pension if you stay for 20 years. That's worth about 50% of your base pay for the rest of your life. 
But the problem is that most people don't stay that long, and they don't get anything. And so this blended retirement system is going to be bringing in a new option for people. If you don't stay for 20 years, you at least get a thrift savings plan match because you don't get that in the military right now. So wait a minute, thrift savings plan match. What is that? What's the return? Um, well, the, they will con- contribute 1% automatically if you sign up for the blended retirement system, and then they'll match the next 4% of your contribution. So if you contribute 5%, you'll get a 5% match in your thrift savings plan. Now, people who've had 401ks, they're used to this, but people in the military have not right. had this as an option. So. Mm-hmm. In return for that, though, you would, if you do stay 20 years in the blended retirement system, you'd only get 40% of your base pay for your pension. But the key thing is that you would get something, even if you don't stay, and still a very generous pension if you do stay. All right. Well, so, but isn't it obvious then for people like Lisa and others that the better solution is the old-fashioned pension? When doesn't it work? Well, if you don't plan to stay for 20 years, then you really should switch to the blended retirement system because otherwise you're not going to be getting anything. So at least, you know, if you don't stay for 20 years, you really need to make that step. You know, research all of your options, check some of the calculators that the Defense Department has in their military pay website. But really, think about switching to that system. You have till the end of the year of 2018. Um, to make that decision. And the key thing is, this is for people who joined the military from 2006 to 2017. If you joined in 2018 and later, you're automatically in the blended retirement system. So they're moving everybody to this plan, basically. Right. From this point on, everyone will be in this plan. And if you joined before 2006, you're automatically in the old system. You, you can't switch. But it's that key time frame from 2006 to 2017 that has this one year to make that decision. Wow. You know, there's so much writing on this, I think, for military families, right? Because, you know, you're deciding where you're going to be for the next 20 years. You're deciding, as Lisa said, how often you're going to move. You're deciding how much you're going to have to contribute to your own retirement. The stakes are pretty high. Well, and as Lisa said, and as you just mentioned, I mean, this is more than just retirement. This affects your life currently. My husband retired just a few years ago from the Army, and I know what it's like to, you know, be an active duty family. Um, A lot of times you're trying to decide whether you want to stay active duty, the possibility of deployment, possibility of lots of moves, or move into the civilian world. So now this is just an extra layer um, to keep in mind whether you're deciding to stay that 20 years or not. So, Kim, I also want to bring you to a couple of other issues, financial issues for military families. So let's just hit some of these, like the special benefits that military members and their families have access to. There are tax breaks, low-cost investments, legal protections. What are the kinds of things maybe that people who are in the military sometimes overlook and should pay attention to? Well, first of all, you'd mentioned a lot of tax breaks, and there are a lot of great things that military members have access to in addition to this pension choice. Um, For example, the Thrift Savings Plan is one of the lowest cost um, investing options that you can have, and um, it's very much like a civilian 401k, but very low cost. And another key thing is when people are deployed into a um, combat zone and receiving tax-free pay, they can really boost their thrift savings plan contributions. Normally, you can contribute $18,500 for the year, but if you're deployed in a combat zone and receiving tax-free pay, you can get contribute up to $55,000 for the year. Now, that is a lot of money and very hard for a lot of people to afford to max that out, 
But it means that, you know, while you're deployed, you're, you're receiving tax-free pay, so you're ha- going to have a larger take-home pay for your family. And you may be able to increase your contributions above what you would on a regular basis. And that can really, really help jumpstart that part of your retirement planning that can help supplement any pension that you may qualify for. Other things are the GI Bill. The GI Bill has always been a very, very valuable thing for the members of the military. But a few years ago, they actually added some extra benefits. Now, if you've already you know, finished your education and if you stay in the military for a long time, like 10 years or longer, you can transfer your benefits to your spouse, your child. That's something that my husband had done, and that is going to be a huge thing for us because my son, who's 14 now, will be able to use the, my husband's GI benefits to help pay for his college. Um, Also, there's low-cost life insurance. There's a lot of special legal protections um, because they know that military members um, deploy a lot and have to move around a lot. So, you know, there's special rules about being able to get out of a car lease or or an apartment lease. Let me tell you, so that is exactly what I was going to bring up with you because there are benefits to being in the military, financial benefits offered by the government uh, that that are that are social so, soldiers in uniform can take advantage of, but there's also a lot of people who are pre- scam artists preying on these people, um, and it's just brutal. And what some of these folks are doing. What's your best advice for people? You know, maybe right here at home in the U.S. of A. who are you know facing this kind of pressure. Well, and it is true. I mean, scam artists really take advantage of military members for several reasons. First of all, they know they have a regular income coming in, and they know that they move a lot. So a lot of times you don't have that regular word of mouth to let you know about, oh, this business, stay away from them, or, you know, this is okay. So really take advantage of um, the military community service benefits that you have. You know, go to the office on base to check out some of these businesses. A lot of base offices have a list of businesses that have been known to have troubles with military members that have known to cause problems and so before you do business with some local you know local companies that you know might seem a little sketchy do the research also the better business bureaus in many of the cities that have military bases nearby um, have a special military section and you can help look up businesses there they also deal a lot with the bases and try to get the word out about uh, about you know being able to check out the businesses before you do work with them. But yeah, a lot of times people have been in the past taking advantage of members of the military, and you just need to take those extra steps to protect yourself. So Kim, what are some of the common come-ons or offers that tend to be, you know, totally bogus? Well, I mean, a lot of problems they've had in the past had been with payday loans, and then uh, they weren't totally bogus. They were just very, very high interest loans. And there have been some laws that have reduced the interest rates um, that uh, can be charged to military members that have helped a lot. But you still need to be very careful. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, you may have a broken down car or you may need some home repairs or something like that where you, um, where you may need some money in a hurry. And don't just rush out to the, the easiest way. Compare those interest rates. Look for other options. Um, there are, there are, each branch of the military has an emergency, um, uh, e- emergency um, financial fund available for mm-hmm. people who do need a small amount 
amount of cash in an emergency. Find out about some of those other options. That's a better option. Or rushing into some of these high interest, very high interest options. Let's bring you full circle here uh, to this decision about the retirement system that I presume lots and lots of people will be making uh, over the coming years. Which way to go? Net net. Is there, you know, my gut would say go with a pension, you know, if you plan on staying 20 years. Is that generally the best advice? It is if you plan on staying 20 years, because the key thing is, in that case, you'll get 50% of your base pay um, as your pension for the rest of your life if you stay 20 years. If you stay 30 years, you'll get 75% of your base pay. If you switch to the blended retirement system, you'll get that, in, you'll get that for a savings plan match, which will you know, equal up to 5% extra per year. But the problem is that your um, pension will go down to 40% if you stay 20 years. Uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, for, uh, 40% if you stay 20 years and 60% if you stay for 30 years. So if you plan to stay for 20 years, it's better to go with that lifetime pension that's larger. Yeah, this is the thing that all of us have sort of been missing, right? I think so many Americans miss the old days of the pension. We don't have it in the private sector either. Uh, how do we, Kim, how do we get your book? Well, the, you can go to Kiplinger.com, and it's Kiplinger.com slash links slash field manual, and that'll get you directly to our military guide. I also do a column there called Ask Kim, and it's kiplinger.com slash askkim if you have any questions for me or to look up. I've done a column a few weeks ago on the blended retirement system and this key decision that people need to make there. But the key thing to keep in mind is a lot of people may plan to spend 20 years in the military, and then something changes in their life and they don't end up staying that 20 years. So really think realistically about whether you're actually going to be able to stay that full 20 years. You have to be really thoughtful about that one. I want to bring back Lisa in. I have to ask you, Lisa, which way are you leaning? Yeah, it's a little bit of a gamble, but I think we're leaning toward taking a pass on blended retirement and trying to get that full pension. Um, you know, Tom is right on the edge of this. He he joined the service in 2006, so he's really on the front end of it. He would have eight more years as opposed to many more years under blended retirement that younger people would have. And, you know, if he doesn't end up retiring, you know, I, I hate the idea of giving up that free money and that free match, but we're, we're trying to do a good job of saving now. We're, he's already saving in the TSP. We have Roth IRAs. I'm saving in, a, in another um, self-employed IRA. So we're trying to put ourselves in a really good position now, and, and we hope that he can retire and, and get that full pension. Well, once again, Kim and Lisa, thank you so much for your family's sacrifice and for the dedication uh, that your spouses show every single day. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was a real pleasure. Uh, have a great day, and uh, check out Kim Langford at Kiplinger.com. Here are the takeaways. One, if you're a member of the special group who joined the military from 2006 to late 2017, Kim says the best way to decide which option to pick is to consider how long you plan to stay in the military. If you're staying less than 20 years, you'd be well served to opt for the blended plan. Otherwise, you may find yourself walking away from service with no retirement benefits. Don't miss out on the freebies, number two. Take advantage of the Thrift Savings Plan, a low-cost retirement savings option that is similar to a 401k. Low-cost life insurance is also available for military members. Kim says her family plans to take advantage of a program that allows the transfer of GI Bill benefits to a family member, a spouse, or a child. 
Number three, avoid the scams. Watch out for those folks who prey on our military because they have a regular income and few contacts in local communities. Kim suggests checking lists of problem companies at base offices to make sure you don't do business with an organization that has a record of troubles with our military men and women. For more information, check out Kim's new publication, Kiplinger's Financial Field Manual, A Personal Finance Guide for Military Families. The guide is chock a block full of relevant and detailed information and free. Yes, I said free. Follow me on Twitter at Jerry Willis FBN and on Facebook where my handle is Jerry Willis. Bottom line, I want to hear from you. What money issues do you want to explore? Tell me and we'll get it on the podcast. Have a great day and remember, rich is not a four-letter word. If you enjoy this podcast, leave a review.